Hey everyone, welcome back to the Little Green Pasture. Praise the Lord. It is good to give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Praise the Lord for those streams of mercy, that enduring mercy. You know, I want to talk to you guys today about what it means to walk softly before the Lord. And before I do, I'm going to pray. But this is something from my own heart I want to share. And I want to put the Lord before me. We want his presence here. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. And, Lord, I just bring myself before you. Just a humble servant, but a servant who loves you so much. And I want to do my best, my human best, filled with your Holy Spirit. And today, Lord, I ask for the help of your Holy Spirit. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to touch my mouth, to sanctify this mouth, that you would be with my mouth. Just as you were with the mouth of Moses. And Lord, help me to speak the words that I've heard in my own heart, because sometimes, Lord, we hear things in our heart, but it's hard to speak about them because we've heard it in your spirit, by our spirit. So I come to you today and I ask you for your assistance and for your help. And that, Lord, that, your, that you would go before me and that you would touch the hearts and that you would touch the minds, and that you would give everybody a touch, Lord, and one touch of the Lord raises people from the dead one touch of you lord heals the sick one touch melts the hearts of people around you lord i pray that me as your servant that lord you would come forth through me by your spirit that they would hear your sound in me and to help me get the meaning out of what i heard from you and experienced in you and to do it, Lord, being enabled by you. In Jesus' name, I commit this word now to you. And I pray for joy as I give the, with this word. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. You know, I, a couple days ago, probably more like three days ago, uh, I started to feel uh, like, you know, I'm always like I'm always uh, studying and I'm always reading and I'm always thinking and I'm always moving in a course towards the Lord, you know, and I'm always going forward and going forward. And uh, like I just was saying to you, studying, and that's just something I love to do. You know, there's nothing there. I'm not mechanical. I'm not a machine. It's that living waters, you know, when you're alive in the Lord, you just want to you want to read, you want to be with him. I don't know about you guys. I don't know who's listening to me right now, but I just, there's, there's this new life. That's always this, a new, a new birth, this new life never ends. And the newness of it is always expanding, always enlarging itself, always expanding, always reaching forth what lies ahead and always this upward call. Would you agree? Because that's how it always feels for me since the day I've been born again. 
I always have been increasing in the increase of God. And yes, all the in between the falling and risings again of Israel, you know, um, all of it, but all those failures and falls and risings again and derailings and all these things that I have done that we all do only work towards us being better students to being sharper, to being more obedient to the Lord. And it's so alive, this, this life that we have been given in the new birth. It's so dynamic and it's powerful. And there's never a dull moment. And, you know, I really struggled with what I wanted to teach today because I wanted to talk about Paul and I wanted to talk about what it feels like when you think you've gone too far maybe you were too harsh the way you were maybe trying to describe or give a testimony <laughs> that i was thinking about this assurance we have in service and i was thinking about something else and i have all this so how this is going to come out i don't know but the lord be with me to do it but i did want to talk about walking softly with the lord so let me start there so all of a sudden, I just felt like when I woke up, I, even in my prayer life, I said, Lord, I don't know what it is. I've been around a long time, so I don't get ridiculous about things like I used to. But I walk softly now before the Lord. Not like when I was younger. You know, everything was a hard drive, even in the Lord. And I think we all do that. You know, we have so much flame and smoke and fire. And that's such an outward expression because our inward man is still being renewed day by day. And we're learning how to walk with Christ, how to listen to his voice and how to exercise ourselves unto godliness and all of that. But when you get to a point where you start to understand what it means to walk softly with the Lord, um, you could read all about it, but you don't really understand it. And typically, uh, there's two places, three places um, that I've read about uh, Job in the book of Job. Job talks about uh, going in the bitterness and I, Isaiah talks, talks about it. And but let me just set that aside right now. There's three places in the Bible, three different people who are talking, who talk about going in, walking softly in the bitterness of their soul, walking softly all the days of their life. So here's what I want to read. I want to go and I want to look for that word in Job. So let me look for it. Okay, so I believe it or not, I just gave up looking for it. So I was like, I just want to get back. I don't want to. <laughs> that was so funny. I never pause my film, my recording. But Job said it too. You, we understand what was going on with Job. And there was a scripture. I saw it this morning. I should have had it, but it's okay. I know you guys understand um, that in the bitterness of his soul and what he was going on with and going on with him and those three men, the miserable comforters, they were just beating him down, you know? And so by the end of that, he was just saying, I believe it was chapter 38 somewhere, but I could be wrong. 
And it doesn't even matter at this point. The point is he spoke about going softly. And so we know that a person can go about softly. That's going through. I'm going to talk about what it means to go about softly. But in Job's case, I'm going to give three different three different cases, okay? Um, that in Job's case, obviously in his condition, from what I understand about scholars, how they came up with this, I do not know, but they said he probably went through that for about two long years. Um, and that's some heavy suffering. And so whatever that period of time was that his, those so-called friends came to him and were telling him, you should have, you must have done something wrong. And, you know, he was just such a beaten down man that he just, he said, I was just I, going softly for the remainder of my life. So then we read about King Ahab, where King Ahab, uh, this is after King Ahab saw Naboth's vineyard and it lay, it, it was joined hard against the palace. It must have been beautiful. It was Naboth's inheritance and Naboth, uh, Ahab went down to go see it and he was like, hey, can I buy your garden? your garden for myself. And he's like, no, it's my inheritance. I'm not about to sell mine, sell it, you know? Well, we know what happened. He had Naboth killed. After which that word came to Elijah by the Lord and Elijah cursed him. He said, the dogs are going to lick your blood. They're going to lick the blood of your wife. All your children, your posterity are going to be cut off and your house is going to go into ruins. There was a horrible curse upon him. And it says in 1 Kings 21, 27, and it came to pass when Ahab heard those words that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. Well, that's another way of going about softly. Also, it talks about King Hezekiah. Hezekiah showed showed the king of Babylon and all his men, all his wealth, all his gold, his silver, everything that was all of his treasure. And when Elijah heard about it, he said, who were those men that came and saw you? And he said, well, the, you know, the king came and saw me and his men. And I showed him all the treasures and the gold and silver. And he said, shouldn't have done that. And so then God uh, told him through Isaiah, that put your house in order or you're going to die. So we know that in chapter 37 is is Hezekiah's prayer where he prayed all night long. He turned his face to the wall and he wept and he wept all night long. And then in the next morning, chapter 38, Elijah comes in and says, the Lord heard you. He's adding 15 years to, to your life. And there's a whole lot more. I encourage you to read it. But I want to get to the point because at the end, he said in 3815, what shall I say? He hath both spoken unto me and himself hath done it. I shall go softly all my years in the bitterness of my soul. So the idea here is I will go submissively all my life. I will walk in a serious manner, remembering that really I'm just traveling at this point to the grave and, you know, and I'll avoid a pride and pomp and everything that I was before. See, there was a brokenness. It's a brokenness. See, something happens to somebody who is sick 
and they've experienced a horrific illness and they've been ill for a long time and it breaks them. And when they come out of it, it's a different kind of breaking, not a breaking of a sinful sinfulness where you're ashamed and you're broken, but you've been forgiven. And these things are very real. And so with King Hezekiah, he was given 15 more years to live. And he says, look, I'm going to go softly all the years in my soul, in my soul, because he realized where he was going. And he realized that what he did was wrong and how that the Lord showed him grace. And he was spared for another 15 years. And, you know, have you ever done that? Have you ever been forgiven of something that's so great? Like you just really blew it. Like you did something really bad as a believer. Not like I've never, I've never, you know, I'm not talking about being born again in that process, but as a believer where you just feel so broken and you do go about softly in your soul. And you say to yourself, what shall I say? Meaning, what more can I say? There's, I'm, I'm silenced now. And what you were before, you're never going to be again. Whatever that was before that led you into that sin or to be prideful and arrogant or whatever it was that led you into that where God put it down and he said, I'm going to correct you. And there are certain types of corrections that we go, that was painful. That was painful. And God does it because he loves us, but it breaks something off of us. And we go, I will never do that again. And it's not cheap words and you're meaning it. And you do go about softly all the days of your life. And I believe in the initial part, you go in the bitterness of your soul. I've been there. But I'll tell you, the Lord knows what to do to make you righteous and to make you clean and to make you holy. And then you, because listen, there's things that we have done wrong and we've been forgiven and we feel the sting of that correction. And it may last a day, an hour, a day, a week. But we come out of it and we go on. But there's a certain kind of walking softly before the Lord where he's, it says, he even says, I'll go softly all my years. He, he's saying for the rest of his life, I see a changed man. I see it. I don't see the pompous, arrogant display of I am the king and see all my treasures. I can just picture that man walking softly all the days of his life. At the very end, he said, I thank, he said, for there shall be quietness and peace in my days. Those were his final words that we heard him say, for there shall be quietness and peace in my days. And see, God wants to bring that quietness and peace to your days too. It also says here that back into what Ahab did, Ahab, he committed murder. Now we know that there was a temporary he temporarily, it says, and it came to pass when Ahab heard those words that he rent his clothes, which is a sign of absolute grief. And he put sackcloth on his flesh and he fasted. He can't eat and lay in sackcloth and went softly. So all that just describes this. You are shattered 
you are caught in the you did something so bad so we see it's the same thing i don't want to go over it i just explained it and we know that god accepted it because it says that in verse 29 you can read it yourself but god received it god accepted that he did that that he went about softly there's something about going about softly it's not like okay i'm gonna go about softly something has to happen where god breaks something inside of you that he doesn't want in you anymore he does away with it there comes a point this is this is this is really i mean this could be for young people i believe god can do it with young people who don't really know or just early in the lord and if you're young in the lord then never forget what it means to walk softly before the lord because you're never going to know what it means to walk softly with the lord until you have been corrected by the lord or you've been ill for years and you come out of it or you had a long stint of illness and there's a different kind of being walking softly with the lord you know i look at job do you think he walked softly all the rest of his life you better believe that man walked softly all the days of his life you know and now this part genesis 33:14 what jacob said to esau when esau said come with all your cattle that's when they met with each other and they put their grievances aside and and esau forgave jacob and he received all the cattle and and esau invited him to go with them and he said let my lord jacob replies let my lord i pray thee pass over before his servant and i will lead on softly according as the cattle that goeth before me and the children be able to endure until i come unto you my lord unto sire so where this spoke to me is because like i was saying earlier i was i'm always on this like and i'm that way as a person like everything i do i take it really wholeheartedly but the lord told me to stop he told me directly very strongly first of all i just felt like a door closed and i appeared in prayer in my living room and so and even that like i just felt him to say it's just i'm not trying to i'm trying to put words on what i heard within me and what i know what was moving in me by his spirit and i want to be careful with that um, so when I say the Lord said to me, I'm making it clear that it's not that I heard the literal words, but I understood what he was saying to me in my spirit, the spirit of understanding. And for about three days, I kept hearing, I just felt the door close and he didn't want me to do anything. He just wanted me to be quiet. And I knew better than to talk and my mind went back. And I thought about those words, and this was yesterday. And I heard him say in my heart, you've been hard driving. You've been driving too hard. I want you to go softly. And you know, when he said those words to me, a peace entered into my soul. And I spent the whole day going softly you know i think of the waters of shiloh that go softly i think about ruth when she snuck in to the threshing floor 
And she went softly to where Boaz was sleeping and she uncovered his feet and lied down. I think about the Lord when he talks about how he sends the soft showers upon the grasses of the earth. How a soft word turneth away anger. There's a softness God wants us to have. He doesn't want us always driving hard and overdriving because it says in the word um, in Genesis, he talks about overdriving. In the King James Version, it says that I not overdrive the children and the cattle. That goes before me. See, we're always in overdrive. We're always in overdrive. And you know, sometimes there comes a point where God says, I want you to walk softly before me. And that is, I think, one of the hardest things to do because we're so used to doing so much. But you know what? At my age, I just bowed and I said, Yes, Lord, I know you know what's best for me. And who am I anyway? It's your life in me that makes anything happen. And there's a blessing in it. And again, when you're sick and you come out of it, you really realize how weak you really are because it will lay you out. When I had COVID, I was done. I was hallucinating in my bed. I couldn't do anything. And I knew, I said to myself, man, when I come out of this, I don't know what is going to happen, but I came out of it slowly, but it changed me. And you know what? I didn't feel like I wanted to all of a sudden grab onto the horns of the altar or start putting my hands to the plow and driving the oxen. No. And I feel like this is something God really wants from me. And maybe he wants that from you. You know, when you're going softly, you're really not going in your own your way, your own thinking, your own doing. You know, I want to talk for a second just really quickly because I said I don't know where this is going to go. But this morning I was reading about the 10 lepers. And Jesus was in Samaria and uh, the 10 lepers saw him and they said, Jesus, they said to him, uh, it says the 10 men were lepers, which stood afar off and they lift, lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master of mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice and with a loud voice glorified God. And he fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, saying, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that returned to give glory to God, save the stranger. And he said to him, arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. And you know, um, as I've been walking really softly with the Lord, meaning I'm just quiet. I'm just quiet with everybody around my house. I don't have anything to say. I don't have an opinion. It all left me. And I saw this, this word today. And I thought about turning back. And when we think about turning back, we think that's, you know, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. 
We think about Lot's wife, she turned back. We think about in the future when the Antichrist armies surround Jerusalem and it's being told to them in that day, he which is upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down or to take away he that is in the take away and he that's in the field, let him likewise not return back. But you know what? There's only one person in the whole Bible that turned back. And he was no longer, you didn't see him with a group of people, men. Jesus said, go, arise, go. Thy faith has made thee whole. You know what I believe? That one man walked softly for the rest of his life. In fact, I believe the woman who was forgiven much, who washed Jesus' feet with her tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. And when she heard those words, woman, thy sins are forgiven. And Jesus said to Simon the Pharisee, this woman loved much because she was forgiven much. You know what I believe? She went softly all the days of her life. I believe the woman with the issue of blood who was a literal social outcast, looked at as absolutely unclean by the law, the untouchable. And she touched the hem of his garment and was healed. And when Jesus said to her, arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. Do you think that woman went on like the nine lepers to go show herself to the priest? No, she went softly all the days of her life. I believe Lazarus did. I believe all those who are ever truly, truly touched by the Lord and go into that brokenness where you're, you walk like when you're, like when I'm talking about when you're corrected by the Lord and you are repentant and you feel so bad for what you did i'm not talking about beating yourself up you've re you've received that mercy of god that forgiveness but you feel so bad about it you cannot help but walk with your head bowed you cannot help but walk in silence and there's times that god will want you to walk softly before him. Does this make any sense to you? I hope it does. You know, I said to myself today, I'm turning back. Walking softly to the Lord, I'm turning back. I'm not going to keep driving forward and overdriving. I'm going back. I'm going to leave the nine. I'm going to leave the crowd, even the Christian crowd. And I'm going to turn back. And I'm going to return to Christ. And I'm going to fall down on my knees. And I'm going to focus on him. And I'm going to glorify him with a loud voice. And then I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on. And that's what Jesus wants for you. 
maybe it's time for a lot of you to become quiet and to go softly and not just for a time and then go back, but maybe it's now for the rest of your life to go softly before the Lord where you will have quietness and peace in your days. Amen. Quietness and confidence in returning and rest shall be thy strength in quietness and confidence. In, qu- in quietness, I guess it is, right? Shall be thy confidence. There's something about walking softly with the Lord. Maybe it's time for you to do that. And when you do, remember, he's walking with you.